0: on the starline by Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, Crackle and red box author, speaker, and world traveler, our friend Chris Wilsley. Hey, Sean. Thank you so much for having me back. This is always the high point of my month. Chris, let's go binge-watching Beyond the Mic. Since we last talked, the holidays have passed and you went overseas. I'll ask you about that later, but I really want to know, what show did you watch on the
1: plane ride? Um, I actually watched and so my son has been haranguing me to watch this and I just hadn't had a chance and I've got to say it was the most pleasant surprise uh Blackberry have you watched it yet Sean really I haven't seen it yet oh my gosh it is so (laughs) fun I loved it it was one of the most interesting biopics for me because the characters were a little bit over the top and it at first, I was kind of bothered by it, but once I was able to wrap my head around that, I absolutely loved that film. I thought they did a spectacular job. And working in the startup industry, as I have uh, for a number of years, I was like watching it, going, "Yep, yep, yep." I've been in that meeting. I've been in that meeting. Yeah, it was. I I cannot say enough good things about it. You must. Go uh, as soon as you get a chance and watch it. I was thoroughly uh, overwhelmed. It was great. Chris, the world is nuts now. We need a good comedy. What do you have for us? All right, let's take a look here. Best comedy. I'm going to go with a TV series that we have on Crackle that is performing extremely well, and that is Everybody Hates Chris. Good show. Yeah. I thought it was uh, phenomenal. Terry Crews, for my money, like, you would look at that guy and, like, he looks like he could be terrifying if he chose to be. And yet he is one of the funniest actors out there. And uh, the whole thing with him jumping on his son about throwing away, like, he knows the dollar amount of every item that's getting thrown away. I thought that was genius because my dad would do the exact same thing to me. And now I do that to my kids all the time. And uh, I-, I just loved it. Uh, Tyler James Williams, you know, who knew when he was that kid there that he was going to grow up to be uh, on Abbott Elementary. And uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a brilliant show. Uh, Imani Hakim is great. I, I just love everybody on it. I think it's fantastic. And I, I howl every episode.
0: There's starving kids in Africa, Sean. I always heard that from my dad.
1: Exactly. Get those Brussels sprouts
0: down. A good action flick is always needed when your team gets knocked out of the NFL playoffs. What's your go to action movie now? Oh my gosh!
1: So I have I have not had a chance to watch it, um, but I have seen the trailer and I watched some clips, and I'm like I'm carving out two and a half hours of my weekends so that uh, I can watch it. It's on Redbox pre streaming. It's called Thirteen Assassins. Whoa! And it's basically The Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai, uh, but it's it's based on a true story about a uh, Chinese warlord who was so awful that the people took up a collection to pay a group of assassins to come and murder him because he was causing so much havoc among the, the working class. And it's about these 13 assassins. It's basically the 300 um, in in sort of a Chinese uh, setting. It is awesome. And you watch the stunts in this thing and you just go how was everyone involved in this film not killed during the filming of this movie like it's unbelievable i i uh i'm very excited to watch this this weekend 13 assassins on redbox free streaming
0: Now I've got a plan. Watch 13 Assassins, then The Beekeeper. Going to make it an action movie weekend. (laughs) What about scaring your significant other? What film are you
1: recommending this month? Again on Redbox, I've got a great one. Um, It's called The Night Eats the World. And what I love is when someone takes a genre that has just been beaten to death and somehow breathes new life into it. And that's one of my favorite things to see. Um, And this is an indie film, uh, and it's uh, French. It's about a guy who goes to a house party one night in Paris, gets hammered, wakes up the next morning only to discover that while he was passed out, the entire city of Paris was overrun by zombies, and he's one of the last people left alive. The night
0: eats the world. Hmm.
1: The night eats the world. It's it's um yeah it's it looks amazing um I I I just love it's got um just a, that great isolation vibe on top of the zombies uh, the Last of Us if you like that series I think you're gonna love this Chris
0: where is the best place you went on your trip
1: It's funny you you ask uh, right when I'm talking about this film because uh, it actually was Paris so we did Paris we did London and we did uh, Dublin for my. Uh, 25th wedding anniversary celebration, and I thought that I was going to love Dublin, uh, more than than far and away more than the other two. And I've I've got to say, while I did adore Dublin and my people were amazing, um, I loved Paris. I had been raised that oh, that's a shock that the French and Parisians specifically are cold and aloof and snotty, and my experience could not have been. Uh, more to the contrary, they were warm and friendly. And as long as you were not a arrogant, loud American and you at least made a bungling attempt, in, in my case, to speak the language, they would bend over backwards to accommodate you and were so friendly. The history was amazing. The architecture was gorgeous. Where Uh I, we're, My wife and I are already planning a trip back. So we loved Paris.
0: What happened there that made you appreciate home in the U.S. more?
1: Um, well, I was a little confused when I got there because everything was red, white, and blue. And I was like, man, they do love Americans here. And then my wife pointed out to me that, that those were their colors as well. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was an awkward moment. But, um, I mean, I, I you know, there are just certain things uh, like not having to pay for toilets when you're out and about in America that uh, is not necessarily the norm in Europe. Um, sometimes I'm a little slow making change and, uh, I've, you know, got a timeline that I got to stick to in terms of using the facilities. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a little awkward. That made me appreciate the States, but ah, we, I live in the best country in the world. So I always, wherever I go, I always appreciate America, but, um, but I, I did, I did love France. I got to tell you.
0: It's senior director of communications for chicken soup for the soul entertainment crackle and Redbox, Our friend Chris Woolsley be on the mic. Let's get back to binge watching. How about an underappreciated TV or movie?
1: Yes, I when when I hit this question when I was going over my notes getting ready for uh, to talk to my very good friend John, um, I got very excited about this question because there is a title um, on both Redbox and uh, Crackle that I constantly uh, am uh, annoyed at how underappreciated it is, and that is a documentary what? that we have. Called Hollywood Bulldogs: The Rise and Fall of the Great British Stuntman. Wow! And yeah, it is. It's a documentary about. So when the uh, when World War Two ended, there was this big group of of GIs, British GIs, who they were like, we don't know what to do with our lives anymore. Like our lives used to be exciting every day fighting the Nazis, and now it's kind of boring. We got to figure out something to do. So these guys all decided that they wanted to be stuntmen, and they sort of fell into it literally uh, backwards, um, usually repeatedly and from a 300-foot building. But um, (laughs) they basically became the backbone of the Hollywood stuntman industry, and they were the lead stuntmen in all the 007 movies, Indiana Jones, Superman, Rambo, Star Wars, Conan, Alien, you name an action film, and these British stuntmen were probably – the guys dressed up as the lead actor throwing themselves in front of burning cars and, and the, the stories that these guys, and they interview all the original guys uh, who are still alive. And I mean, the stories these guys tell about what went on in the sets and how unbelievably unsafe it was to work in the movie industry in the sixties and seventies. Oh my gosh. Hollywood bulldogs. I, I cannot my my son and I watched it one night and he was like, this might be the best documentary I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I'm not going to disagree with you. I loved it.
0: Some people think that documentaries are droll and boring, but they're missing out
1: on this one. They're truly missing out. Amen. This one is a blast. You'll love it. You'll love it. What's the crackle TV series of the month? I'm going to go with a series we have called The Wall. And this is another unusual one. It's French Canadian. And it's actually French with uh, English subtitles. It is outstanding. So it's, we have two seasons of it. Season one is uh, about a, a tiny town just below the Arctic Circle where it is so cold that they literally had to build a 10-foot wall around the entire town just to keep the elements from destroying everybody. The great part of that is they're safe from the elements. The bad part of that is they're not safe from each other. And it ends up there's a serial killer inside the town. And so this female detective played brilliantly by Isabel Richer uh, has to figure out uh what is going on and who it is that's committing these murders. You know, every once in a while you, you see an actor like when Billy Bob Thornton first hit the hit the scene in Sling Blade, you're like, where did this guy come from? How has he not been working solidly for the last 20 years? Isabel Richer is the same woman. You you watch this series and you just go, how in the world is she not in everything? She is absolutely brilliant. Season two might have the creepiest opening of any TV series I've ever seen. Please, no spoilers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. But, man, you're watching it going, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my gosh, what am I looking at? It's bananas. So The Wall, seasons one and two, uh, it's on uh, Crackle right now. Check it out.
0: Redbox has a lot of good films, but which will my wife appreciate this month?
1: I don't know how uh, warm your wife is to uh,
0: historic
1: dramas. My wife... Historical fiction, you're in her wheelhouse, Chris. Okay, all right. Well, then she may get excited about this. Um, I love the movie Valkyrie uh, with Tom Cruise, and this is a biopic that's about the team of Nazis who tried to assassinate Hitler in '44 during the height of World War II. I don't know if she's seen it. It is star-packed. Tom Cruise, Kenneth Branagh, Tom Wilkinson, God rest his soul. We just lost him a couple weeks ago. One of my favorite actors. Uh, Terrence Stamp, Eddie Izzard, spectacular performances, a great telling of a a really exciting piece of history. That's something my wife would be so excited about. I I can already tell I would like your wife and not in a creepy way. Uh, That just sounds awesome. I love anybody that likes historic dramas. Who is starring in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series of the month? It's a new year. People are looking to reinvent themselves. They're looking for new skills. We've got a great series called Lydia's Kitchen. And uh, this is uh, hosted by celebrity chef Lydia Bastianich, um, who... I had actually never heard of. And then I looked her up and I'm like, I don't know where I've been clearly cooking under a rock for the last 10 years because she's uh, everywhere and in everything. Um, So she is a celebrity chef. I don't know about you, but sometimes you watch these uh, these cooking shows and I love to cook and I'm always looking for new recipes. But sometimes I I watch them and I go, I I don't have the tools you have. I can't afford the ingredients you have. And I don't have the time or the skill set that you have. The great thing about this series is not only does she take unbelievably complex and amazing recipes, and dumb them down so people like you and I, Sean, can actually make them. But she also does it on a budget so that we can afford to buy these ingredients. I thought salmon with mustard sauce was right up your alley, Chris. Absolutely. exactly. It is now, let me tell you. Uh, It's great. Lydia's Kitchen. Check it out. You are going to seriously impress your neighbors at the next Bunko Party.
0: If there is one movie, show, or thing you were able to catch up on, what is it?
1: So on Crackle, we've got this, you know, every once in a while, our programming, not once in a while, by once in a while, I mean 30 times a month. They find these hidden gems that I go, I don't know what I was doing, how I missed this when it was in the theaters or like getting getting uh, promoted because I had never heard of this film. Um, it, this one is called Digging for Fire. It's on Crackle. And it's, it's an indie relationship movie, but it's more than that. There's like, oh. like, you know, like I love cross genre movies that like you can't really like put them into a particular box. And that's this film. It's about a young couple, uh, played by Jake Johnson from Jurassic World and Rosemary DeWitt from La La Land, who I think is adorable. And they've kind of come to a crossroads in their relationship. They they just had a a, a child. They're trying to figure out what it means to be a a young married couple and also parents, and how does that affect your relationship? They're kind of they're not on the same page. It's a little frustrating. Um, And and they end up finding buried in their backyard a gun and a human bone. What? And as they begin to dig into this. It takes them both on sort of different directions that makes them reevaluate their relationship. Um, and it is, when I say star-packed, it's almost absurd the amount of stars. So Jake Johansson, Rosemary DeWitt, Orlando Bloom, Brie Larson, Mike Birbiglia, Wow, Sam Rockwell, Anna Kendrick. Sam Elliott and I, I it sounds like I'm making this up but Judith Light from Who's the Boss is freaking in this movie. Like I don't know who's not in this movie. I think Ted Danson was sick this week and and they couldn't cast him for whatever reason but like it's nuts.
0: Speaking of reevaluation, what's your resolution for 2024?
1: Mine is better time management. I've got a lot of projects that I really want to work on. And I know I have a finite amount of time, and I really want to be a good steward of the time that I am given. And so I am working on managing my time so that I can make realistic uh, gains on all of these projects that I want to work on. So I guess time prioritization,
0: I guess. So which cool project should we be standing
1: by for next? Um, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I've got a fun podcast that I am working on with a brilliant partner, and um, hopefully we'll be rolling out uh, our first episode in the next few months. So that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. It's time for One Big
0: Question with Chris Woolsley as he goes, binge watching Beyond the Mic. Chris, who's the one star that you want to see in a project that used to be everywhere but has disappeared recently?
1: Oh, boy. I mean, there are, there are a lot of these people, um, but I've got to say... Probably Bruce Campbell would be uh, my absolute dream to have back. I've, I've heard some rumors that uh, he is actually retired, but um, I am a gigantic Bruce Campbell fan from when I first saw him in Evil Dead and um, Army of Darkness and um, Burn Notice. I just... I I love him. He's just one of those actors that every time he walks out onto the screen, I just go, "Oh, okay, this, this is going to be awesome." I don't I don't care what this project is even about. Bubba Hotep, You've got uh, a, a Elvis Presley is still alive and a and a, a black John F Kennedy. Sure, I'll I'll believe that. I don't I don't care. And we've had Bruce Campbell on the show.
0: Maybe he'll return to acting. What about a burn notice movie? Oh,
1: I like where your head's at on that absolutely get your people on that senior director
0: of communications for chicken soup for the soul entertainment the face of crackle and Redbox, our friend chris Woolsey. thank you so much for going binge watching with us
1: oh my gosh Sean, are you kidding me this has just been amazing as always and i'm literally counting the days until i get to come back
0: and that my friends is binge watching beyond the mic If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app.